Good afternoon, listeners. Welcome back to the OMCAST, the show where we get real, authentic, and weird. Today's special guest is the one and only EJ O'Donnell. Thank you for yes, I'm stoked to be here. Yes, I'm so, so excited to, to have here. you on the show today. Yeah, I've been meaning to have him on the podcast because for many reasons. One, because he's just a really inspiring dude. Number two, last year he was nominated to be in the Meet the Neighbors project that we did for Windermere Professional Partners, and he was nominated because of his involvement in community, and that's kind of what we're going to talk about today. So I'm excited to have you here. Yeah, stoked to be here. Yeah, EJ is like he's not. It's not like the get involved in the community cheesy kind of thing. It's like actually doing cool shit that is impacting people's lives and changing the way people do things. So here's a, a couple of things that he does. He does a Skate for Change, yep. which is a fundraiser that gathers materials and... It's just gather, give, and skate. Yeah. Gather supplies, give it out to people while you skateboard. Yep. Very simple. So cool. And then he does this thing called Opportunity Has No Off-Season, which is a mentorship program, yep. right? Peer-to-peer mentoring ship on young professionals, business owners, entrepreneurs, creatives, artists, photographers, whatever. It's so dope. A new, a new way of... Getting knowledge to people. So dope. Yeah. And then recently started Tacoma Run Club, which is like a, <laughs> it's like all ages, all types, and every Sunday they get together and they run different, it's, it's for all levels and it's just bringing people together to run, right? Yep. It's all, it, that really, that started out as like a personal thing for me to be able to, because, you know, I guess like 16, 18 months ago, I was like pretty, I wasn't overweight, but I was not comfortable in my own mm-hmm. skin. And so my brother-in-law was like, hey, let's go running. And then we went running, felt great my designer brain and community brain was like, let's design a logo, let's turn it into a thing, create some accountability, invite others to do it. And it literally is just a simple run on Rustin Way. And what I realized when people started showing up, it wasn't about the running, it was about connecting afterwards yes, for 30 minutes. Yes, 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 yeah, so, so good, man. It's been good. So good. And then he's, he's also been working at Die Cut Stickers for the past decade and a half. He actually made the stickers for Just You Guys Creative. Yeah. That's, how we, that's how, how we initially met is that you and Will were talking yep. through Instagram and he was promoting our photos on the Tacoma Instagram, which you've grown to, what, it's like 20? 23 23.2? thousand followers now centralized right here in Tacoma so he's all about just like helping everybody rise and I'm just so honored to have you here and share your story I remember when we filmed the meet the neighbors project I had like literally an hour of content to work with because you shared so much of your story but we only got to use like a tiny little fraction that was like that was such a fun day too Mm -hmm. because we did it really was good for me because I got to talk about so many other things in my past that I I wouldn't like forget about, but Mm -hmm. it's like, those are really monumental. And I got to put timelines together of like what really shaped me from the graffiti to teaching graffiti to opportunities. And yeah, and it was, it was cool for me to reflect and go back. So it was like, it was a real honor to do that. And just, yeah, I'm so, I was so inspired by it. So I was like, I really wanted to have you here to maybe share that again. Yeah. Because like so many little bits of that, of those stories didn't get to make it to the final episode. And like, he comes from an art graffiti background Mm -hmm. and it somehow turned into his career, which is like with the help of people and just getting involved with the people around you. And yeah. I'd love for you to like talk about how you were kind of a troublemaker back in the day. Yeah. <laughs> on, on top of all of this, he's a father of two and a husband. So yeah. I don't know how you do it, EJ. I don't know. <laughs> I'm, I've gotten really good at time management, I guess. But you know, even with becoming a good time manager, which we'll get into later, it's like you still need more time in the right yep. places. And so that's another life cha- life-changing decision I just made a couple weeks ago. Yeah, but. I want to talk about. I don't, really even, I don't even about know that. about that because he just re, he posted on social media that he's resigning from his job that he's been at for so long. So yeah, we'll talk about that for sure. Yeah, that was, uh, that, what's I mean, important in life? The biggest moment of my life besides getting married and having children. Yeah, for sure. That's epic. Um, but yeah, for me, so where did it all start? Um, 
Well, in I, the streets. In the streets. I, I so I was introduced to graffiti in 1996 from my buddy Travis. His uncle was Cheese, which he was like a, a known graffiti artist. Mm-hmm. He uh, painted the first piece in the underworld. Mm-hmm. So right under 34. Here in Street. Tacoma. In, yeah, in Tacoma. Mm-hmm. Uh, right along train tracks by the Tacoma Dome. Mm-hmm. It's called the underworld. People still paint there. It's definitely monitored a lot more now, but he used to be able to go down there and mm-hmm. paint all the time. Um, so his his uncle introduced him to graffiti. And then him and Travis and I have known each other since kindergarten. And then he brought a sketchbook to, I think it was sixth grade at the time, it was 96. Um, and he's like, check this out. And I was like, I want to do that. I was you like, saw some typeface, right? Or yeah, what was it? It was just some bubble letters that he drew. But what's funny when I think about that moment is I remember all through elementary school of how much I loved to color in, like near the 8 by 11 mm-hmm, pages. Mm-hmm. And it's like you get one, you mm-hmm, color it in. Mm-hmm. I remember that from kindergarten, mm-hmm. like enjoying to paint or to, uh, to color, color the letters. Every, every single letter. <laughs> And so it's funny, like when it got to that point where I got introduced to what graffiti is, I'm like, this is amazing. And then my parents gave us a lot of freedom. So, you know, riding my BMX bike, rollerblading, skateboarding, however I was getting mm-hmm. around, mm-hmm. you know, we lived two or three blocks away from each other. And so I'd ride my bike up and, you know, we would get some, get some markers and we'd mm-hmm. go. It's sixth grade. Yeah. Start tagging some stuff. And we're <laughs> the like, best. there was like this weird rush that came along with it. And this is like pre-internet too. Mm-hmm. So. We kind of figured it all out. Like you didn't meet other graffiti artists unless you ended up under the same bridge as them, mm-hmm. essentially. Mm-hmm. And then, um, yeah, there's then, no like Facebook group or something. No, there can, was like, nothing, um, what, was, what was going on? There was like forum sites that were oh, just yeah, popping yeah. off, uh-huh. but no one knew. Like we all had dial-up, mm-hmm. you know. So we we're like AIM instant messenger. Mm-hmm. It's like finding the graffiti rooms, and we actually connected with some people nice. like through AOL chat rooms, which is super funny. Um, but you know, from 1996 all the way to 2000, pretty much four. That was my life. I worked so I could buy spray paint, buy a car so I can and go tag stuff. And, and paint across the city. <laughs> yes. um, and so that was, that's all we love. And, and it's an element of hip hop too. So it's uh, DJing, break dancing, emceeing, and, and graffiti. And so- That all like, happened in one place? It's, those are the four elements of hip hop. Okay. And so a lot of times you would throw break dance jams, but graffiti artists would mm-hmm. be doing black book sessions. Mm-hmm. DJs would be spinning and then people would be emceeing or like freestyle battling outside. Mm-hmm. And so, um, we just we just painted the city. We crushed the city pretty hard. And never got caught. We, there's been some really sketchy <laughs> moments. Um, couple, no, I didn't, but a couple of the crew members that mm-hmm. got because um, there's task force that like that caught them and kind of roughed them up. And it's mm-hmm. like come back again. And it's like it's going to be bad. Mm-hmm. And so there was moments in time that really re- resonated with me. It's like I can get in some serious trouble for this. But that's part of the rush, right? It's super part <laughs> yeah. of the rush because you wanted to go hit the highest billboard yeah, or the you big, want, make it on as top big as of possible. a rooftop, like the roller pieces that we did. Yeah. I mean, there's still some rollers up and, and pieces up around town that so cool. that are are legally done that are still that are still burning and it's it's funny to go see them. It's mm-hmm. like man, I did that 20 years ago. That's so cool. You know, but um, it it really shaped me because of, of creativity. Mm-hmm. Like I love that creative outlet where you can take from your brain, put it on paper, and then a letter structure is it's a structure. But then you can morph it into whatever mm-hmm. it is you yeah, want. The sign is so you can it's go so, so deep down fun. the rabbit hole. And you know, back in the day, it wasn't commercialized. Graffiti was not something that. Uh, you know, people wanted on their businesses mm-hmm. or wanted part of their branding. Mm-hmm. Now people are Everyone world wants. famous for yep. graffiti. You yep. know, you could be a full-time graffiti artist. Well, at the time, for me, the, the risk wasn't uh, enough for the reward. And so it's like I started tapering back a little bit. Okay. I was like, okay, I can't get in trouble. Like, uh, my parents raised me well enough mm-hmm. to, like, not out- do this. Yeah, not do it, but it's it's fun. But just make sure to stay out of trouble mm-hmm. the best you can. And mm-hmm. so um, in 10th grade, I ended up meeting a good friend to this day, his name is uh, Jerome. He goes by Janique. He's part mm-hmm. of the dance brooms. Mm-hmm. He, this is crazy. It was a pep assembly. And this is where the four elements of hip hop, like 
you, we all really resonate with with the music and the vibes and like the just the culture. Um, but we are just a small fraction of. But in Travis's basement, we are trying to break dance. Mm -hmm. We were emceeing. We would buy yep. turntables and scratch. And like doing graffiti. And we would go to Mr. Rags to buy mm -hmm. DVDs. I remember or, Mr. Uh, Rags. VHS tapes. <laughs> yes. So we'd go buy tribal stuff. We got our name. We got our belt buckles that said like EJ Rock. Uh -huh. Like, I mean, we were living hip hop. We felt like we should have been in the Bronx. Uh -huh. But we're here in Tacoma, Washington. I mean, that was our life. Mm -hmm. We wanted hip hop, and so I can't imagine that old EJ man. I got to <laughs> show you some thug. photos, dude. It's so funny. Like actually going back, like <laughs> I thought it was, I thought it was pretty cool. <laughs> but um, it was uh, it was in tenth grade where a lot where this it really changed. Like so, we did graffiti all of middle school, all in the high school. We were break dancing at dances. We were emceeing out in the courtyards. Um, I was never good at either one of those like graffiti was my thing but I would participate or like support my friends that, mm -hmm. that were good but in 10th grade it was a pep assembly I see this dude doing a head spin mm -hmm. in the middle of like people leaving I'm like I haven't seen a good break dancer that's not on a VHS tape here in town mm -hmm. so I rush and find him I'm like who are you and he's mm -hmm. like oh I'm Nick. then he gives me his flyer for mm -hmm. uh, the PLU breakdance battle and I'm like these exist here I'm like how did these exist here and we not know this and so internet days yep and uh, so that very first, I think it was in like two weeks, mm -hmm. uh, a friend of mine who actually introduced me to Daniel, who I got my career from, um, her and I went to this event. And so it was a breakdance battle, MC battle. I'm like, this is everything I've been watching on tapes here at mm -hmm. PLU. Five. And so I ended up meeting Jason Hewlin. Mm -hmm. He was, uh, it was Fab Five is what they called themselves. So it was mm -hmm. Jason, DJ, Dan, Johnny Beats, and another guy that I never knew, but he wasn't part of it anymore. And I met Jason, him and I clicked. And I'm like, this is also another, uh, a white guy like, that's in hip hop that's doing these things. And it's like, I didn't think that existed either. Mm -hmm. I'm like, this is dope, let's, let's connect. And him and I connected on a really cool level because he was hosting the radio show at PLU on Friday nights. Break dancers would show up, graffiti artists would show up to, to sketch. MCs would be on the mic and there would be a DJ behind spinning. Dude, sounds like heaven. It was my DJ. heaven. It <laughs> like, was my you can't heaven. Have anything else. No. And so that was what started what was the next part of my journey was helping Fab Five throw bigger events, mm -hmm. but also throwing art shows for mm -hmm. our crew. And so I really got to see behind the scenes of what it was taking to actually create an event mm -hmm. and throw a full event. And you're and like in 10th grade. I was uh, at that time, yeah, I was probably 16 or 17. Cool. So I was pretty young. Mm -hmm. um, and it was one of the coolest moments, like things I loved. That's where my community building came from. It's like I loved seeing how Jason could create this event and bring all these people together for one common reason and have fun. It's like that's what it was all about. That's yeah. I was gonna say that's the purpose of it being was. a human, right? Yeah, and that's what it. And, and some of the greatest friendships and mm -hmm. battles went down. Like you can look it up, up on YouTube, like Massive Monkeys versus Dance Brooms. Is had to have been like early two thousands. Mm -hmm. One of the greatest battles of all time. Mm -hmm. Like. The hype, the energy, like mm -hmm. the crowd was going crazy. Oh, it was the imagine. coolest. I get chills talking about it. Like, it was one of the coolest moments that I got to help, mm -hmm. you know, throw. And mm -hmm. then, and then like uh, Feist, he's a well-known MC. Mm -hmm. He dominated the MC circuit and just destroyed people on the mic. And so it was just really cool to be part of that. But I, I really enjoyed the back end stuff of like organizing and mm -hmm. branding and putting flyers together, passing them out, getting people to come, and then mm -hmm. having people actually show up mm -hmm. and participate. It was really, really cool. And so. That's what was my first entry point. Entry point into um, community building, building yeah, yeah. yeah, and into something that I love to do, mm -hmm. which I didn't think existed. Like, mm -hmm. how would I, as a graffiti artist, build Make money something, and support myself? Yeah, yep. and so we started throwing art shows, mm -hmm. and I, I, I really enjoyed the event 
throwing side of it. And that's maybe where my entrepreneurial spirit came from is like, you know, you had to find a location, you had to go talk to the business owner. Hey, can I throw an event here? This is what we want to do. And that's where it kind of started. The wheel started spinning. And so we ended up throwing, gosh, like five or six art shows. There was a crew shows. There was individual shows for Niles and Clone. Um, They did a a show together. I mean, there was like all these shows that all came from that, which was super cool. Um, But it was like Jason really helped shape like what it was to be like a leader and develop community. And then he took it one step further. After the, he was graduating college, the, the battles were kind of slowing down. He's like, well, I still want to do this. So he created the, um, the life program, which is living in free expression. Mm-hmm. And he wanted to bring graffiti, breakdancing, and DJing. But us as the artists, the dance rooms as the, t- uh, the B-boys, and then DJ, or Rain and Dan, like, and DJ, like helping teach these kids uh, uh, turntablism. And so he created his own like so school, cool. essentially his own school about hip hop. And so the very first year, me, Travis and Troy were all the teachers. Mm-hmm. And so a couple of the guys that were in our first class, like Kenji, he's like a insane well-known artist here in Tacoma still. He does it, he was one of the first guys that ever That's did it. And- um, Proud teacher. <laughs> yeah, and so, it, but then he took over teaching after we kind of uh-huh. stepped away and, and now he's teaching Fabitat. Dude, that's so cool. You know, so it's like something was built off of something that I was able to, like it outlasted me. Yeah, yeah, it's, getting, it's still getting passed on. It's still on. getting passed on. That's I was so like cool. part of that creation. It was like so cool to see them flourish and follow their path and their dreams. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, so the graffiti really led me to the community building. Mm-hmm. But also simultaneously, that person that I went to the very first PLU uh, battle with introduced me to Daniel, who was looking for a graffiti artist for an event that he was throwing. It's like kind too of, perfect. it's too perfect. Too perfect. So too I went perfect. up and I think at the time I was 16 or 17. I'm still trying to figure out what the exact age was, but I was young. I was still in high school. So after school one day, I rolled up there and he had this little office and there was like, it was just really cool vibe. And it was in the, like the design realm. He just graduated from college with a sales and marketing degree. So there was a lot of energy in him and I clicked like, like long lost brother, mm-hmm. a lot of energy, a lot of just positivity and I was like, I really like what you're doing. This is awesome. And then it, then I started looking at the design aspect. And this is my first intro to designing on a computer, mm-hmm. taking letters from my Analog own form to digital. digital. And, and so that started introducing me into that. And I really, really, really enjoyed that. It expands so much when you're on digital. Yeah. You have all the tools like at your fingertips. And it also was like, this is actually a career opportunity. Mm-hmm. You know, he had like some small businesses stuff that he was doing and, um, and he wanted me just to help out. And I was like, yeah, this is super fun. So when I was done with uh, school, I'd drive up and hang out for a little mm-hmm. bit or on weekends, like he became my best friend. Like mm-hmm. even though we're six, seven years apart, um, like literally I was, that's who I was hanging out with. So graffiti kind of took a, a step back because I knew I could get in trouble. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, but this, I still love letters. I still love design. I still, still love aligned it. with your passion. Yeah. Right? And I can mm-hmm. still throw events mm-hmm. for the break dancers, for the, uh, the MCs and for the graffiti artists. Mm-hmm. And so I continued on doing that. But then I also extended into snowboard and wakeboard premieres too. Cool. So I got to, again, bring more community together. And it was so fun to do that because I mean, that's what life is about is experiencing those moments. Mm-hmm. And I bet like in the, the, at the event and you see everyone having a great time, you're like, this is exactly what I want. And there's legendary moments that happen mm-hmm. that people still talk mm-hmm. about to this day. Because those events happen. Yeah, that. yeah. Oh, that's so cool. And there was one specific event that I didn't throw, but I went to. It was called Lords of the Floor. It was mm-hmm. put on by Red Bull. Um, 
and it was one of the biggest two two on two b-boy events like in the northwest and i couldn't believe that it showed up here but like some cbs crew guys came out who mm -hmm. at the time we finally saw them on the internet mm -hmm. and like these guys are like next level and they were flew out to paint the walls at the hangar in sandpoint and so we got to meet the guys you know it was like super cool and fast forward the guy that was behind that idea i actually know now he his name is jameson keegan and That's he so crazy. and so like i found out listening to a podcast he was on mm -hmm. that he was the red bull guy there were red bulls like what are you going to do for this area to bring red bull community together he goes like i'm going to throw a breakdance event and that's his idea that brought it. <laughs> so, and so I actually know him what now. Is, you know? What is life? And so that moment. The universe is so weird. That moment was so huge for mm -hmm. us because we got to meet like Totem 2 and like watch uh, El Nino and KML. Like El Nino was like seven when he was a b-boy and like mm -hmm. just was dominating. The dance rooms were in it. Like it was the biggest thing for like hip hop at that time. And so seeing how it can happen on that scale just mm -hmm. got me excited again. Yeah, I feel like you played such an integral role in like how it grew, like how it became here. Yeah. Totally. I was very early on in the hip hop scene here and, and I still try to support it anytime I can because mm -hmm. it's so it's uh, hip hop is all about family and just community. And even though like but it is like a very um, intense sport, so mm -hmm. to speak, because, you know, there's so much passion behind it. Yeah. And so MCs are, are real. B-boys yeah. are real. Yeah. Graffiti artists are real. Deep Expressing themselves fully. That's it. Fully. Like leaving nothing out. Yep. No inhibition. Just love it. Yeah. Living in free expression. Yeah. That's what it was all about. And that's why Jason called it the class's life. Ah, oh, that's so good. Yeah, so that's that's how I got to... That's where the seed was like planted, planted. right? Where you're like, this is exactly what I want to be doing with my time. And it makes a huge impact on people's lives. Mm -hmm. Like I get a chance to share what I've learned to teach to someone else and then they get to then teach someone else and or maybe they find their passion because they got mm -hmm. to show, you know, be a part of it that I, I got to teach them. And it's mm -hmm. like such a cool cool feeling to know that what I love, I can pass on to someone else yeah. and it can really shape them. And at that age, to be able to like give for like know that that is what brings fulfillment is helping others that's it that's it really so is. cool and we're living living is giving you know mm -hmm. it could be money it could be time it could be what you know mm -hmm. whatever it is it's like it's got to be you know just get it out like yep. what's the good of holding in what you know and not sharing it with anybody it's like you're doing a disservice totally. by not sharing yeah. i always tell people that like don't get started in what they're doing i'm right. like you're doing a disservice to the world yeah. by not sharing yourself but it's is that your gift like yeah. like your gift may not seem significant to, to you but, but to someone else totally yep. and uh and it took me a long time to realize my like how much i did enjoy community building mm -hmm. until this probably last two years that it's like really something i really enjoy mm -hmm. is like being part of the city I live in, giving back to the city I live in, but doing the things that I love close to home, and obviously the, the community that matters the most is my family. Yeah, you know, yep. and so, yeah. So the the graffiti taught me the community, but then led me to the career opportunity that actually turned into a fifteen year career. Mm -hmm. Which is let's crazy. talk about that. Yeah, die cut stickers. Yeah, die cut stickers. I mean, take you a guys sip. send you guys like it's cool because it's like you start with graffiti, but it's still like you're like tagging up the world. Pretty but much like third party, but legally kind yeah. of right. So we, <laughs> like, uh, man, we've we've done stickers that have ended up in all areas of the world. Mm -hmm. um, I got a picture sent to me like six years ago in Jerusalem. They were over there. Um, we did some stickers for a company that uh, the stickers went on satellites. They're in space, um, but then also too, it's uh, it's sharing the message with the world from brands. Yep. Like for like what we did with you guys, it's like. People put it on their laptop. They show the pride for the things they yep. care about yep. from either it's a business or individual standpoint. But then again, there's artists that want to get their art into other ways. Yep. It creates businesses for them to sell their art mm -hmm. in different media. I mean, it's just, it was an endless opportunity to make an impact on another person. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, in two, so for four years, from 2004 to 2000, 
middle of 2007, it was like a hobby. We were doing it. There was no money to put into the website. Yeah, you guys were like working and then going back yeah. and working on stuff. We were both uh, working for his uncle's company at the time. And uh, we, um, what did we do? We, um, I would get up there. So I've, I've, this is what's crazy is I've never left Tacoma. Even though the, this company was in Seattle, I always stayed down here. Mm -hmm. And we'll get to full circle on how that got, got to me to where I'm going to be moving to a new thing. But I always loved it down here. Something about this city really just, I loved it. Tacoma's really special. My family's here. My wife's family's here. My best friends are here. I went to three schools here. And it has so much potential. And it's like the un underdog mentality. Yep. It's like I love, like, I love being able to work through that. Mm -hmm. Like the challenges. I, I'm like a like a builder at heart too. It's like, I guess from letter structure, you start with a structure and you build on top of it. It's evolved into like being able to build something even greater, which building community or just building a, a pathway or whatever it is. It's like, I, I, it's really difficult to do here. And I'm like, no, it's not. We're going to figure this out. There's so, so many successful people, but they kind of get suppressed because of the shadow of a bigger city. Yep. Seattle. And I'm trying to put Tacoma on the map all the time. All the time. All the time. I, that's why I started the Instagram yes. page. Like there was, everyone loved it, but so no, much one, wanted, pride. no yep. one wanted to talk about it though. Yep. Or they yep. did in their small circles, mm -hmm. but anybody. So I was working in Seattle for four years before as part, uh, full-time doing international shipping. It was just a job mm -hmm. to get me by, but it was close to the sticker shop. Mm -hmm. Anybody that I talked to from Seattle was like, you live in Tacoma? That place stinks, man. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. Just, like, the aroma of Tacoma. I'm like, <laughs> but for me, when we would leave for little vacations with my family and come back and drive on Rustin Way and I would smell it, I'm like, I'm home, oh. <laughs> you know? And so it's so funny, like the perspective. And it's like, man, it's, it's not bad. And it's then, not that bad. And then there's the stigma of Hilltop and all this stuff. And I'm like, if you actually come be a part of the city and get to know the people in all the neighborhoods, there is incredible people here. Yep. Don't judge a book by its yep. cover that was or the whole a couple. That was the whole purpose of the Meet the Neighbors project. Yep. It's, there's great people here. Yep. And I wanted to get to know them more. And so, um, and that's what I've invested into in the last couple of years is doing the you know, mentorship program and the run clubs is to meet people here to dive into like, who's here? Mm -hmm. How can I help them? Or what can we do together and in, in make this city stronger? Dude, that's amazing. Um, I love that, EJ. That's so cool. Thank you. And, uh, and it's been really fun. It's been super fun. But so for four years, we like had a full-time job. We would show up early in the morning, work for like an hour, like tinker with some stuff, hang out, and then go to work. And then at lunch, we would do the same thing. And then- He gives a cutting sticker. Cutting stickers like, out. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, we were doing it. Like uh, he was getting jobs. Like he was uh, hitting the pavement and like reaching out to people and getting jobs. And so I would help out just doing that essentially. And, but we were both full-time workers spending our before, middle, and after work hours at the shop. Yep. It was super fun. It was like 15 hour days, you know, but at the time it was rad because I had nothing to lose. I think mm -hmm. I was at that point, I was like early twenties, like 21, 22. So I hadn't, I had no reason not to. It was mm -hmm. super fun. I was having a blast. I was making a little bit of money and um, I was enjoying myself. In 2007, he got, he went to a uh, family reunion with his family and his grandfather who actually started the company we were working for, the international shipping company. Um, asked him about like you know what are you what are you doing with that thing and and he's like oh nothing like you know it's like just kind of fun <laughs> yeah but you know we, there was not real money being made mm -hmm. and so there was no money to put into it mm -hmm. and so he's like well what would it take to do that and he was honest he's like three or four grand he's like i'm gonna send you a check then mm -hmm. i want you to pursue it so his grandpa gave him the seed money originally to invest into the website mm -hmm. that started this whole thing so in 2007 we spent like four months kind of developing he went super hard and just like got all like went all in on it 
and uh, in 2000, late 2007, November, we launched the new website. And, uh, and actually, it's, it's funny how we actually got the web developer. For a very short time, I was asked, so uh, we, we threw a hip hop night at a club called Siren. Mm-hmm. And so one of my buddies, so all through graffiti and hip hop, I was asked to manage the night because I kind of had this more business sense, I guess. And so one of the DJs wanted to DJ. And then our crew was like running the door and like we put our branding and our spin on it. We ended up having a really awesome, like it only lasted about six weeks. But in that six weeks, I ended up meeting this dude named Corey because we happened to have the same exact car. It was hilarious moment. And he was a website developer. Of course. And so him and I became buddies because of a community thing we were building. And I ended up meeting him and all of a sudden it's like, we need a web developer. And I'm like, I know a guy. And so we had him come up and we sat down at FX McRory's and for like a dinner and and put 3,500 bucks and said, let's do it. He built the site in, I don't know, like three or four months and we launched it live in November. And literally that minute, people were sending in quotes. Yeah, the sales were just coming in, They were starting to come in. And so for about six months, um, we were still doing full-time work and part-time stickers. Mm -hmm. And then we finally saved up enough money. He's like, you want to quit your job and come do it full-time? I'm like... Oh, yeah, let's do it. I had nothing to lose. Oh yeah, twenty two. You're I like I had nothing. Hell I, yeah. I had a car payment. Mm-hmm. Had no one to report to. Yep. It's like, why wouldn't I try? And yep. so I took. My parents thought I was crazy. I mean, I just was having fun. Mm-hmm. I didn't even realize what we were really building at the time, and I don't think he did either. It was just, this thing's working. Like let's let's see what happens. Mm-hmm. And so for the first six months, it was just crazy. It was just me doing everything from uh, customer acquisition to customer service to quoting just the two of you guys plus just, the web guy well he was only web guy was one and done oh, he okay. made it live and uh-huh. like he was done i was full time daniel was still working full time mm-hmm. for his uh, the international shipping company and i was um, i was literally doing everything but he was like answering emails yep. and we had our hotmail accounts mm-hmm. and so he was totally double dipping a little bit <laughs> <laughs> and so uh, for 6 months it was just me literally with the exception of morning mid and night he would daniel would come in but like during the day it was just me and they're answering emails making the stickers making the invoices collecting money through paypal like just doing it all for 6 months and it got to the point where I'm like you either quit your job or we get some help yep. and he's like i got to quit my job so he ended up taking that big leap of faith as well and, and quit his job in, two, I think it was 2008. And so once that happened and put both of us behind the wheel for the first time, it just blew up. It right? just went crazy. That's <laughs> so cool. And it was right on the downside of the um, uh, recession. Mm-hmm. So in 2008, 2009, we were a small startup with really nothing to lose, but there were so many people that were getting businesses off the ground because they already lost something and yep. they're starting over. Yep. And so that's we started building this new community of, of clients where we're like, we want to help you grow. Yep. If you grow, then we grow. And that's where the mantra came from like early on is like, just if we can answer every question as quick as we can, get it to them as quick as we can, all through the internet, let's see what happens. And it just went crazy. That's such a deep purpose. You're not just like selling them pieces of plastic no. with ink on them. You're actually like, you want to help grow their business. Totally. That's such a huge like distinction. Yeah. And then we started reaching out to other brands that I'm like, I like your brand. Like, mm-hmm. I think we can help you grow. And so, and it was well received. And, and so now we started connecting with people across the country and across the globe that 
we just liked their brand and we had a product that they needed and it was reasonable and affordable and we could turn it and we started building this community of people so through stickers. Epic. How many stickers do you think you've like, uh, how many you guys have printed? How many stickers have you guys have printed? Hundreds of millions, hundreds of millions. <laughs> and they're tagged the whole planet. Everywhere yeah. I travel, I always tag. Every yeah. airport, every time I'm in Thailand, everywhere I'm everywhere, I'm always tagging. Yeah. So your stickers are making, and there's space now. They are literally in space. And it, it's been crazy because we went, we've moved in the last, so I've been full time for 11 years this July. Um, but before that, it was about three or four years. So there's where the 15 years comes mm -hmm. from. And we've moved from the original office to Second and Lander to uh, Sixth and Holgate to Fifth and Michigan, mm -hmm. now to Tuckwell. In 10 years, we moved five times because we've grown that much. And now, fast forward, just recently, he decided to resign. So do you feel like you're kind of leaving, like, you built this creation? Right? Yeah, I would say um, I had to really, I, I spent, I haven't even told this story, but for the last about a year, I've had to kind of change my identity a little bit by, when you help a business grow, you feel like that's who you are, not mm -hmm. what you do. Yep. And you invest so much emotionally into it. For sure. That you know, I was losing myself in the business yep. a little bit. Yep, I know and, exactly what you're talking about. And when you do that, you pick that ahead of the things that may be the most important. Or actually important. Yeah, mm -hmm. and you know, because you feel like that, it was the one thing that would give you the most happiness, and it did for so long, but then, you know, it it really was. And at some point, I mean, I would never, I would I would do it all over again in a heartbeat, the exact same way, because I it's given me so much. Like, I've met some of my best friends. I mean, you're sitting right here. Because of you needed sticker, you know, yeah, that's yeah. what I mean. The way that it happened is like, cause because you followed your passion, and yeah. The, yeah, it's just like, and then someone's inspired by it, they nominate you for this video, and then I come and shoot. It's like it's, so crazy. It's wild how the, <laughs> how it all kind of comes together. It's so connected. I uh, I really found myself being like, that's who I am, not like what I do, mm -hmm. and it was hard to separate the two because then I was making decisions that I need to, you know, pick the career first, and it's like my family's gonna Over be okay. Your family. Yeah, and it wasn't doing it in a malicious way, but it's like I always had to be there. I had to answer that other email. I'll be home soon. I got to get this one thing mm -hmm. done. That's and like that, the classic, right? The you, classic. The classic hustle and grind yeah, yeah. entrepreneur. Mm -hmm. You're just like you want to just yeah fulfilled because you're not making in time for the what's important. Yeah, and then you always risk of uh, you fear risk of losing it yeah. all. And it's like, well, if I don't get to this person, that means someone else is going to be able to get to that yep. person. And you and I really cared about the community, clients, the staff. I mean, we. We have 32 people on staff. Like so, to, for me to resign, it had to have been something very, very big, close to me and personal, mm -hmm. which was my family. Like I'm not. I chose to stay here in Tacoma. The company has always been 30 miles away. Ten years ago, it was a 25-minute drive. Mm -hmm. Now it's a 90-minute drive. So you was telling me before we started rolling the camera, how many hours per year do you spend in traffic? So it. <laughs> It's silly. It's crazy. People. Have, you should know California is even worse. I know, and I don't understand how people do it. At I, I always was like, I'm sacrificing it because I love what I do and I'm super invested into it. And I don't know how people in California. It's even worse in California. I feel like they don't feel like there's any other option. And I, I actually felt that for a long time. There was no option. What else would I do? This is what I've done. It's yep. me, who I am. Your identity. You're, it was my identity, yep. and I really had to reshape that. And. <laughs> So it's on average three hours a day, which is 15 hours a week, times that by 252. If my math is right, it's like 780 hours a year. A full Are there moments where you're like pulling your hair out. You're like, I cannot believe I do this with my time. <laughs> I mean, really, like so a like, solo meltdown. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I've, 
I'll be completely just be honest. Fully vulnerable here. Full vulnerability. Yeah. I've cried in the car on the way home because it's just like you get so fed up. Yes. Um, my longest commute at one point it took about five hours to get home because there was a, a horrific car accident. Mm -hmm. um, a car drove off the overpass onto the freeway and. And it was probably one of the, the most painful, like I was super sad because of the incident, but yep. it, like I miss things yep. because of- You get home and everyone's asleep and yeah. tired and- yeah, I don't, I'm not there for those moments that yep. matter. And, and so that started building up. And You're like missing your recitals for Quincy? And just, any, I, just taking her to school or if I want to do parent coffee time, it's like mm -hmm. I couldn't or it's like I had to show up at noon because of the distance, you know? It's like I started weighing the options of- I feel like that- eats at you it does and this isn't something i've like all of a sudden sprung on it's like this has been a long time of mm -hmm. me doing this and on the flip side i'm also appreciative of of the commute because it gave me 90 minutes of Space. podcast time yeah of audiobook time so uh, i've soaked up the most so knowledge. knowledge but the problem with it is when i'm soaking up this knowledge and it's like how are you spending your time mm -hmm. It's like I'm still in the car. <laughs> still in the car, and so it's like I'm, I can't I've, implement any of this. I'm growing as an individual, but I'm not growing in the areas that are the most important. So it's like I appreciate that it gave me a lot of perspective and clarity, but I wasn't acting on it, mm -hmm. you know, at home. And so I would leave at six in the morning, you know, and I'm not even working long days. Like this is a very personal decision for me to do it mm -hmm. because I. Like the company is in the best shape that it's been. Yeah, you guys should see his office. There's like it's, inspiring quotes everywhere. He has a stand-up desk. Everyone's <laughs> like in such good, it's such an awesome space a, to work. It's a beautiful place and I'm super, super proud of what we've accomplished. And I've I've been able to accomplish things I never even thought I could do. Like over the last two years, I've built back-end software. Mm -hmm. I never thought I could ever do that, but mm -hmm. I've been managing it with our developer and we've created this proprietary, incredible back-end software that's just perfect for the company. And it's something I'm very it's proud of. Everything. It's incredible. Mm -hmm. Like to just to do that there's a builder mentality of like this little thing it's like yep. i'm so proud of that stuff so it was really hard to leave and you know and i it was a community we built of employees and clients and it's like how is that going to be received mm -hmm. but i'm not going to be successful in, in my career if it's going to be a detriment to my family yes and well, so, good thing you caught it this early right before like things got even worse and you're more miserable you're and right like, it, like thank god that you've found like just decided well, quickly and there was so I've had this kind of built up for a while of like what can I do I've tried to be flexible with options but it's like it just didn't work but there was something and this is gonna be new to you I haven't even told you this and uh, in December um, I've had a lump on a testicle that I had to go get an ultrasound for Oh, because I didn't know what alarming. it was it was very alarming and so I went and got it done and I'll tell you when you're laying on that table getting an ultrasound wondering if you do or don't have cancer, cancer or not yeah you wake up really quickly. And then I thought about it. It's like, well, what if this is, am I do? and what if I were to die from it? Am I doing all the things in the right places? And I said, no. Yeah. It's I'm like, would you be okay with dying today, yeah. right? And I, and, I, and I spew that all the time. It's like, you gotta live each day as your last, but it's like, but I'm not living it out for as what matters the most. Yep. And you know, every day I walk out and literally right across the street here, um, this time last year, um, 41 years old, passed away. Unbeknownst, he ended up getting pneumonia and getting blood poisoning and passed away. Your neighbor. Right across the street. So every day I walk out and I see a family of four kids and a wife that don't have their dad. Mm. You know, and it's, I still remember last time seeing him on his roof, like that's, you know, where they keep the Christmas lights up because he put them up last, you know, with his son. Oh, and they haven't like, taken him down. Mm -mm. Oh, that's so sad. Yeah. And oh. so I walk out of my house every day. Mm -hmm. Reminded. Reminded. It's like, well, what if I died on the freeway or like, yep. you know, or something happened Your kids here. Would be left like that. And it's like, I don't want to do that. I need yep. to be 
very present. So that was the turning point. That was the turning point. Whoa. So that happened in December. You don't have cancer, right? I do not have cancer. What was it? It was just a benign cyst. Mm -hmm. Like it was just a mass. It was just mm -hmm. nothing. But it, it, but it could have been. Yes. And that's what scared me. Mm -hmm. But what a downside of mine is my positivity and optimism is I suppressed what it really felt like to be in that moment of like the real life. So it's like, we have a baby coming. I need to, you know, I can't make a career change because yeah. like, what am I supposed to do? Mm -hmm. how, how am I supposed to make money? Mm -hmm. And I suppressed it. When well, that happened. When that happened. Okay. And so I was, I, I never got to deal terms with it. And then our baby Holland was born mm -hmm. and how hard that is when you go from one to two, it's like, one to ten. Yeah, just having the second child yep. is like. <laughs> and so what I the, heard it's easier. A lot of parents say it's easier oh, after man. after they get like maybe. Hey, bless your hearts if you figure <laughs> that out. But it's ours or wild child's, and you know they got a lot of our energy, uh -huh. and, and it's so fun to be a dad. And I couldn't. I was leaving at six six thirty in the morning, and I was working my you know so ninety minutes to the office, get there by eight eight thirty, working my eight nine hours, and then getting home at six thirty. So, Jeez. so when I'm here at six thirty, she's already my wife's already had a long day, and she's like, "Well, we have about ninety minutes until the kids go to, go down." So, slam dinner, can't go do anything as a family, um, and we just that was that was my life every day for every a day, year, every day. Well, the, uh, Holland's twelve weeks on Tuesday, so that was like the real kicker. But I mean, mm -hmm. so prior after the testicle thing, and then and this, yeah, and then there was one other profound moment that really like set it off that I had to, I knew it was the right decision. Mm -hmm was the the Sunday before my plan was to resign, Quincy stopped me before leaving her bedroom and was like, Daddy, I need more time with you. She's oh, four. That's serious. That gives me goosebumps, man. It, dude, I came downstairs and I told Lindsay, I sat right in that chair and mm -hmm. I was like, I know what I'm going to say, how I'm going to say it, why I'm saying it. Because it's like, nothing else matters. Mm -hmm. I'm, oh, God, that gives me, and, that's like... And in that moment, it was really, really wild. Like, I literally felt like I saw, like, all I, I felt all my fallen friends that have died over the years. I felt Chad, like, across the street. My grandparents, like, felt like they gave me this heaven hug. And it's when like... Quincy told you that. Yeah, when I came downstairs. And I was like, just... It, it's it, like a sign from God, it right? It freed me up of all of the stresses mm -hmm. and just gave me the utmost belief that this is the right decision. Yes. For yep. my family. Yep. It's not a business decision. Mm -hmm. Like my, our, my relationship at work is still incredible. Mm -hmm. I'm in a good transition. Still going to support the brand forever. You know, it's like I'm proud that it, I built something that's going to outlast me. Oh but yeah, you have made your dent in the universe for sure. But now it's my time to invest where it matters the most, which be is a dad. be a dad and a and a, and a and husband, husband and take my wife on a real date. <laughs> a real date. Has it been so long? Oh, How man. long has it been, Lindsay? A year? Did you guys did you guys do your PL fair picture this year yet? We will. Okay, good. We will. Do you have Holland in it yet? Not yet. This is oh, the first year with yes. Holland. Last yes. year was a baby bump. And oh, this year so good. Holland. So, so good. You know, so when these things happen, you really, and, but it, what it did is it, it freed me of all the anxiety and the stress of like, mm -hmm. I'm not prepared for this. What's next? I don't have a job lined up and it's, it's going to be okay. Yeah. It's just going to be okay because it's the right decision and yeah. it feels right. And the, the support from everybody has been unbelievable. Oh, that's so honorable. Because I was so scared that I what, love this. what people would actually think of, uh -huh. like if, of course. if I left, it's like I'm letting the clients down, yep. letting the like, Daniel down, letting yep. the- How's the, this ship gonna keep going without EJ totally. in it? Yeah. And it's like, I, I had to be okay. It's like, it's gonna be fine. How long was that battle in your mind? <laughs> a long time, yeah. a really long time. And it's like, <laughs> but I just know that if I didn't make that decision, it was gonna get worse. Yep. You know, it's like, the, for you, man. and I know it's the right move and um, it felt right and I freed myself and it's like the, probably Good the calmest you. and most 
clear I've been in a long time. I bet you feel liberated. I bet so much weight is just like, huh. It's completely gone. Yes. You know, it's like, there's still a long road ahead of us. <laughs> yeah. But I get to do it with my family now. I feel the relief. It's <laughs> like you shared that <laughs> Thanks, story. Man. I'm like, wow. Yeah. So this has all happened in the last 18 months. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like, and when you go through those things, it's, you know, you got to focus on what's the most important. And yeah. it's like right here and community building to me has always started in your household yep. and I wasn't doing enough of it. We have an amazing relationship, but it's how I think um, love is shown is through time mm -hmm. and I'm not showing as much time as I need. Mm -hmm. And so now I am and it's wow. been awesome. That's so good. So what's next for you? Well, uh, it's still a work in progress mm -hmm. for the most part, but the, the things that I really want to continue doing is doing community things here. Mm -hmm. But Being I, an awesome dad. Being awesome dad first. I, and whatever I do next, it's going to include my family. Yep. Um, whether I work for somebody or if I start my own thing, mm -hmm. it's got to be my family included and it's going to have to give me the time and it's yep. going to have to be close. Mm -hmm. And so those are my kind of my check boxes. But ultimately the things that just keep coming to mind is I want to help people and businesses move forward, whether that's coaching people one-on-one -on -one or mentoring people or coming into businesses as a consultant and helping mm -hmm. them move their businesses forward in some form or fashion. You know, it's like I, I like the growth. I like being able to, I've experienced enough now that I understand what it's like to, um, to fight through battles. Mm -hmm. And it's like, I think there's a lot of people that still need that assistance to fight through some mm -hmm. battles. And so I just want to do that. I really, really want to do that. And so going to start my own consulting and coaching business. Um, real estate's a good option possibly mm -hmm. for me um, because again, it's helping out community. people. Community. Yep. And it's I helping. I love that it's so important to you. It really is. Everything has to, Come on, honey. Unbelievable. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> listeners. We got a little, we got a little 12 week old here. I love this though, because it's, these are the things it's I, haven't, raw. I haven't been able to do this. Yes. Like be home for this stuff. And it makes me super happy. Oh, but, I love that. Man. Um, but real estate, real estate's a good option. Just anything that's going to be either moving people's lives or businesses yep. forward. It yep. has to and aligned with your integrity. Yes. I feel like that's been like your the theme of all of this. It's like it's aligned with who you are. Yeah. It's I really love giving to people. Yep. You know, it's like, but I have to make sure that all of my stuff is right before I can get. Yeah. I, you can't give in an empty cup. Yes. Yep. And I think, yep. um, you know, when you when you give what you don't have, you you really drain Deplete yourself. Yes, hundred percent. And so I wasn't having chances to replenish. I wasn't having chances to uh, to fill my soul. And I've lived off of the seven equities, mm -hmm. which are mind, body, soul, family, friends, business, money, mm -hmm. and that's my balance chart. And you know, I I was. It's a really easy way to calibrate where you're down mm -hmm. and family was always down. I was investing more into business or into myself, but I was always stealing from Peter to pay Paul or, you know, it's like, Oh, I need to go to run club. Well, I'm taking time of that small window away from my family to, to do, that. do that run club. Mm -hmm. And so all these things like really played a factor into mm -hmm. it. And so that the seven equities has been huge. That's my friend, Kevin Sturdivant. He's a real estate agent down in California, but he's also a huge mentor and coach for me. And the, those seven equities have really helped shaped my my balance. That's cool. I've never heard of that before. Yeah. So it kind of just assesses like all mm -hmm. the areas of your life and see where yeah. you're like out of balance. Pretty and much. And the top cool. three, mind, body, soul is you. Like mm -hmm. if I'm not right, yep. I can't take care of my family, yep. which are the most important. Then I can't take care of my friends. Mm -hmm. And then business and money should be the last two important things. Mm -hmm. But when you're right in these five equities, business and money flow. Yep. Opportunity. It's a byproduct it of is. being in balance in these top yep. ones, right? Because yep. I can. That is a fact. And I said it in the Windermere thing. It's like take everything away as long as I have my family. I'm happy mm -hmm. and I meant it, you know? Mm -hmm. And so I literally did that. Literally stripped every 
security and safety net I have. I love it. For my family. And I I'm love just it. Trusting that the universe will come back and help me. It will. And I think it, it will, will because you're following your heart. Yeah, that's how it works. When you do live out that truth and you, you believe in it, you're completely taken care I'm free. of. Free. It's really, really a fact. Yeah, and so it's all. Uh, my focus is going to be in Tacoma, University mm -hmm. Place, uh, outside cities, like here in the two five three. I want to continue really just making a staple and help uplifting people mm -hmm. and inspiring people to do more. I love it, man. Yeah, I think it. I think there's a void here, and that's yep. why I started the mentorship program and everything else. Right? <laughs> it's because there's a need for it. People are showing up because they need something, mm -hmm. and it's like I want to help share that with them. I've experienced a lot. I'm only 33. I turned 34. Actually, what's funny is it, I turned 34 in a week. You've almost been here year to date. Yes, exactly. Literally two, exactly. Uh, two weeks. We filmed it on your birthday. On my birthday. So in two wow, weeks, I turned 34. full circle. So a lot has how, changed. How, how times have changed yeah, so much. It's, um, it's wild, man. But it's, it's really about just being really right with yourself, really right with your family, mm -hmm. and then then start branching out into the communities and the things, but you have to be full in those areas in order to give. I love that. And I haven't been filling my own mind, body, soul. Mm -hmm. I've tried, but it's stealing time away from the things that are important. So it's creating a balance. And but it's it had always, to happen that way for it to happen this way, right? It has to. And, uh, you know, I wasn't planning on doing this, but it's like when it's the right thing at the right time, you will never be prepared, but it is just freeing and in, uh, I hope it inspires some people like that. Yeah, or, or, same. I'm, I feel very inspired right now because I had no idea why you left yeah. and like what you're doing now. And that this is so, And of course it has to be this way. Yeah, it's, it's, and I don't think I ever would have if it didn't do this way. I yep. think I would have probably just drove myself into the ground mm -hmm. and just done it. It wasn't enough pain, right? Until the Quincy looked at you and was like, that, I need more of your time, that Dad. That moment. I can't oh, even. Dude, it's <laughs> Did you, Was it sad? What was the emotion during that? She just need, She just loves spending time with me. Mm -hmm. Like we have daddy-daughter dates. Like everything is a daddy-daughter date. Mm -hmm. And like she wants to go do this and do that. It's like I either, uh, one thing that, I, that really like stuck with me is I was complaining too much that I was tired because mm -hmm. I was trying to make up for the time in. By not sleeping. By not sleeping. Or I was saying I can't or I don't. It's like, well, now I say I will, I'm doing. I'm yep. not going to say speak, I can't. Speak as if it is already. It's yep. going to happen. Yep. Like, why would I wait for anything anymore? Yep. And so moving forward, I'm just going to live life on my own terms and, yes. and make sure that I... That's so inspiring, dude. I do it with them. I love it. And it, and it shows like, it. if I can get over the fear of doing this, like anybody can. Because it's for the right reasons. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like if you're just doing it to do it, make sure you like cover your bases. This was a long process of coming to terms with it. It's mm -hmm. like, I think... Think there's something else for me but i don't know what it is but all i know is it's about the people and the community but i gotta make sure that my family's with me while i do it that's so good yeah that's so good i hope your daughter sees this in the future sometime it's gonna live on the internet <laughs> yeah 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 so this could be there forever this conversation on her 18th birthday i'm gonna say like remember when we couldn't buy anything for a little while yeah, yeah. this is this why, is why. <laughs> i had this stuff going on yeah but it's 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 less about the stuff and it's it less is. about the money more about the time it's more about the time the time is the only thing that matters i i see it around me i've had friends die from so many things, walk out of my house every day to see someone that was healthy and happy mm -hmm. unexpectedly. There's fatality accidents on the freeway all the time. We hear it all the time that people pass. Mm -hmm. Nipsey Hussle, for example, the guy was giving everything to his community. You know, like time is too short. Oh God, and so fragile. And so if you can sell out the Staples Center because you did all the right things, your legacy will live on forever. And that's what I thought about is what is my legacy? It's a question I learned literally five or six years ago from my friend Mike Smith. And he's like, what's your legacy? And I couldn't answer the question. Now it is. I know what it is. And it's like being a man of my family and then the community and then making sure that people are just moving their lives forward. Perfect. 
I have it figured out finally. That sounds very like deliberate and clear and. And that's the first time I've actually spoke it like yeah, that. Yeah, I felt it. It, yeah. felt, it feels very like you say it with conviction, right? Yeah, it's, it's like... It's, the, it's me, yeah. finally. Yeah. You know, and so the, uh, the departure from the company is going to be... It's good. Like, we're on great terms. Like, everyone's really excited for me. Um, and they're set up great. They're going to go on and continue to kill it. Yes, and it's not like getting on bad terms. No. You're just doing what's more important to you. Yeah. And, and if no one understands that, then like... But that's, that was a fear. Yeah. How are people going to receive it? And yeah. they... And that's not up to you to decide, is it? No. No. Yeah, so like, don't even take on that burden. No, and I just couldn't care what anybody was going to think anymore, as long because I wasn't. I needed to care more about the ones that were most important, what mm -hmm. they think, and mm -hmm. they needed more time with me, and mm -hmm. I needed more time with them. And this is going to really allow me to uh, sink my fingers into the community of the mm -hmm. things that I want to do. Mm -hmm. And so it's just a start. I get a fresh start. Oh, just life is just beginning. Yeah, man. And, I love it. But I, I think that's where communities really starts. Is like making sure you're right with yourself mm -hmm. before you give, because you can't give without having something to give. That's the nugget of gold there for you guys. Hope you guys get the download. <laughs> That's you. so good, man. Yeah. I love that. I love that. Thank you so much for sharing all that you did. Yeah, this I is just like such an inspiring individual. Well, and this is the first time being so vulnerable. And uh, we talked about this earlier was like to have courage, you have to be vulnerable. Yes. And if you're not vulnerable, you will never have the courage. Like you just have to, the vulnerability is so true. And I think a lot of us like bury that vulnerability with oh, yeah. tough exterior. Or, Cause it's like socially not acceptable. Yeah, but and, at the end of the day, it's like, it's the, you gotta just be real and yep. authentic. It's and the don't, good stuff. When you bury and suppress things, it will come back and oh, yeah. kill you. It percolates in different places. And it's the Mentos and the Coke bottle. Yes. It, it will 100% pop. <laughs> like you can't hide from that. There's no way. And, uh, and so I really, I think this last 18 months is some, like, full, full disclosure, I've cried more in the last 18 months than I ever have, and I felt, like, more manly than I ever have, and I feel like I'm doing the right things for my family. Yes, like, I dude, feel, I love crying. I, I feel, like, that. all about it, man. Yeah. Like, feeling, just feeling your feelings yeah. is, like, so good for you. It is. It's and so I, good for you. And people try to, like, you know, flex on Instagram or, like, whatever. It's, like, those aren't real feelings. No. Like, be real with yourself. Yeah, and then when you can be vulnerable, it, like, shows other people that it's okay to be vulnerable. Yes. So, like, it allows everyone to, like, open up and not let the things be so suppressed, you know? Right. And all that stuff does come back. And also, too, is, um, you know, over the years I've gotten, like, like, my life looks easy and, you know, perfect and all that stuff, but it's, like, even people that are very positive and optimistic, it just proves that everybody's going through something. Yeah. Don't assume that their life is perfect. Yes. Don't assume yeah. that their life is terrible. Yeah. You know, the grass is always greener, whatever. It's, we're all battling something and that's mm -hmm. why we all have to be kind to each other. And yes. we have to take care of each other, answer the phone. When someone needs a, an ear to bend, like do it because yeah. it matters. Yeah. It matters because we all are doing our best with yeah. what we have and what we've learned. Oh, EJ, that's so powerful, man. Thank you. That hits my heart. I hope people can receive that. That's like the real, that's some real, Real stuff right there. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. It's not about the work that you're doing, it's about how you treat people. Mm -hmm. And I think that's why I'm actually gonna be okay, is because I've treated people good mm -hmm. and worked hard at the same time. But it really comes down to just being yeah. kind and being there. You're for so taken care of, man. I hope so. Yeah. Don't even hope so. You should know so. Yeah. It's, it's fact. <laughs> Look at this like beautiful family that you have. You're you're totally good. Well, it starts with my wife. You have she's been the 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 sounding block for all this and just giving me the confidence to do it. And thanks, Lindsay. <laughs> she, oh, look how happy she looks too like she just looks so like good yeah i'll, I'll link um you guys to the meet the neighbors episode so you can see how cute ej's family is the episode is, turned out so great oh it was super fun we're touring around tacoma doing graffiti stuff and him sharing a story and yeah it's really great and you can see his daughter quincy yeah 
Oh, Quincy, <laughs> superstar. So <good>. Yeah. <laughs> so good. So I think maybe we can end with like, say someone out there is kind of like struggling on figuring out what is most important in their life or like in, in the crossroad of like a really big decision. Like what, what, would you, what would you tell, what would you tell younger EJ? Write down your feelings, write it down. Like, so in your head, a lot of times, like, your feelings are a lot more bloated than they really are. Yeah, when it's floating in your mind, yeah. it's so hard to, like, pinpoint. You can't. <laughs> yeah, and, um, and you get distracted or you're, um, well, first off, put your cell phones away. Like, don't <laughs> Step look. Step one. Step one. Put the cell phones down. Uh, like, if you want to create the life that you always wanted, consume less. Yes. And, and so put your phones down. And give more. And give more. Yep. And so get a piece of paper, write down how you're feeling. What I, feel, I really, and I need to do better about this is journaling because mm -hmm. I think it's really good to get those things out yeah, and be yep. real. Yeah, I always do it in front of a camera. Just like get that download, right? Yeah, yep. you got to get it out of your Mind head. Mind dump. And so really look at it and see what's most important for you. Mm -hmm. Or do the seven equities. Oh, yeah. Mind, body, soul, family, friends, business, money in that order. Calibrate it zero to ten. Ten meaning you don't have to make a single change. And zero meaning you're not investing enough into that area. And see how you're balanced. And see, but really really figure out what it is that you want to do in life mm -hmm. and what you want you want your legacy to be but you have to really put a pen to paper to like really spell it out so i i wish i would have done this a while ago and just like wrote down my feelings mm -hmm. and how i was feeling and talked about them more don't get stuck in your own head yeah like, i feel like that's 90 percent of the whole world right they're stuck in their mind mm -hmm. and they can't share and and reach out to somebody that's going to listen yep. and because if when you talk about it you get good perspective from yep. people and maybe what you think is a big deal maybe it's, not be yes or, we make it so big in our mind right or maybe you don't think it's a big deal but maybe it really is a big uh -huh. deal that you're like yo that you're going down a wrong path like mm -hmm. so my advice for anybody that's like trying to make a, a big decision is just take your time and be be real with yourself. Have a real honest conversation with yourself on like what it is. If you were to die tomorrow, would you have done everything that you think you should have up until that point? Yeah. And if the answer is no, make your change. Yeah. You will never be ready for it. Yeah. I'm not ready for this, mm -hmm. but I have to be ready for mm -hmm. this. That's and such a serious question to ask yourself. It is. Like so serious. And I got <laughs> like, this. Whoa. I got this question asked to me. Uh, and this was like really subconscious, like mm -hmm. I kind of pushed it down um, probably about six months ago. It was a very similar question. What do you want? Mm -hmm. And I couldn't answer it. I think a lot of people can't or so, they don't know. And I'm going to ask everyone, like your entire audience, what do you want? And write it down. Be very clear. Mm -hmm. I guarantee you 99% of the people will not be able to clearly write out what, what they, they want. want. Yeah. And be honest about it without mm -hmm. having some guilt because they want a Maserati. Yeah, yeah, something material. Yeah, uh -huh. it's like... No, be very specific. Yeah. What do you want that will make you happy, make you fulfilled, that yep. you can also contribute yep. to the society of community that you're around? Mm -hmm. And if you can figure that out, you're, you're winning. Yep. It doesn't matter about the stuff. Yeah, but, but it's like, why do you want the stuff? If it's stuff, then what's, what's the reason for right. wanting the stuff, right? Yep. If it's, if it's going to be used as a vessel to move the community forward yep. or giving back better, uh -huh. sure. Yep. But if you're just doing it to get the stuff, it's, it's, it's bottomless pit <laughs> stories. You got to yes. get the stories. The stuff is not going to go with you uh -huh. to the grave. And you know, we all want nice things. We all want to have a bank account. We all want to be able to provide for our families. Mm -hmm. That is a given. That's okay. Mm -hmm. But it's like when you're chasing the money and that's why money is the bottom of the seven equities. It's not at the top. Yep. It's at the bottom. You know, get, get real with yourself first. And if that means exercising daily, like pay attention to what you're putting in your body. Um, what are you doing for your soul? Are you reading, meditating? Are you praying? Are you uh, going on hikes? Whatever brings your soul to fulfillment, like figure that out first and then everything else follows. Dude, dope. Man, this is so much like dank nuggets for people right now. <laughs> I can already see, oh, it's so good. It's so good. I love how clear you are about what it really, 
it, what it took did? it took going through the struggle for you to be here to, right yeah contrast creates clarity yep. and if you don't yep. have that contrast or you don't you can't get through those things then yep. you know it's all it's perspective mm -hmm. and i finally had enough perspective that i know what i want finally in life mm -hmm. and i'm gonna i'm gonna go get it oh, I'm so excited for your journey man thank you I'm, I'm excited that it's just like this is the next chapter right yeah closing one and open yeah. another and it's okay and I, i've been okay with like it's okay to close a chapter because yeah. you get to go back and reread it and be yes. proud of it yes and, and enjoy it again yeah, yep. it's like this is something i'll remember forever ever and i've had the greatest stories and the greatest memories and yep. my my life up until that point is incredible it's like okay well now i get to open a new one and, and grow like, and yep and, and i love growth and i love evolving and i love experiencing things and yep. this is the this is the next chapter so dope. Man, thank you so much. Dropping so much wisdom. I really hope the viewers out there and listeners can really take away and, you know, we're meant to live our best lives. 100%. We're supposed to be like, do what we love every day and like enjoy it with the people that we love every single day and impact the world doing what we love every single day, right? Every it's like day. our gift to share. So I hope you guys can leave this podcast with something. Well, thanks for having me on. Yeah, EJ. This has been awesome. I actually feel really good about like, getting it out because I. Me I've too. had a lot of questions about mm -hmm. it, and it's like I hope uh, you know I hope people watch this and actually kind of get my uh, understand why I did it now, yeah. like the moments that I went through in order mm -hmm. to uh, to be able to get there. Hopefully, that's not going to hold on. <laughs> the monitor. Oh, <laughs> we got babies crying. There we go. It's off. We got Lindsay managing all the children. Oh my god! Filming podcasts. We got lots of things it's just going chaos. on today. Um, we'll call this uh, we'll call this podcast a wrap today. I'll put uh, EJ's all this information in the description, and hopefully you guys can be continue to be inspired in how community how important it is and how important it is to take care of yourself first before you take care of everyone else. Hundred well, percent. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Thank this has you, been amazing. EJ. Yeah, dude. This ah, is so fun. Give me that. So give, me that. Uh, give me that. Oh, I love it. All right, guys. We'll see you in the next one. Peace.